We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. fans and NBA fans, potential enemies, etc. I am Kirk Henderson. Welcome to the second straight edition of Mavs Party. For those of you who are new to the concept, what we have here is a live show where you can join. If you're in the YouTube comments, you can click on the stream. You can come up here and talk with me. Uh, if you don't want to show your video, you don't have to. I'm not that professional, though. I would like to see everybody's smiling faces. It always occurs to me during this show that I forget to like comb my hair and stuff, but whatever. My, my, uh, my youngest child has, um, RSV and my wife and I are like trying not to, to, uh, fight and argue because we're both really tired. Kid's fine though. He'll, he'll be fine. Um, yeah, but please come and join the show. This is fun to talk basketball with you guys. Let me see uh, if there's anything we need to kind of cover before we we head back into to the discussion here. Um, the Dallas Mavericks beat the Brooklyn Nets 119 to 107. That is right in line with their season scoring average. They're putting up a ton of points. Luca had a near triple double, uh, and then you know it was just a just a really good way to 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 kind of kick off the rest of of my work week here with only what we got four games left till the r-star break so we got three folks waiting to uh to talk already we got jordan who i'm going to bring up first then grom and then brian who brian has been keeping you know holding it down for me lately uh as as the lone regular contributor so i hope he doesn't mind that i'm bringing him on second but uh all right we're gonna bring jordan up and uh, i'm really wondering if jordan is calling in from africa like he used to last time last year jordan how you doing buddy hey so i'm not in africa right now but, Congrats uh, on being in a time zone where this feels normal to do. Right. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be awake if we were in Africa right now. So, um, yeah. So my main thing, um, you know, there's been all this Josh Green discourse and I understand that I'm like a big fan of Josh Green. Sure. Um, 
But what I see a lot is like, well, we would rebalance the roster if we trade Josh Green for PJ Washington. So I understand that from like a numbers standpoint, we would rebalance the roster by switching a guard for a forward. Um, but we only have three good guards. And so if well, we you're suddenly, not a Jaden Hardy super fan, I am not a Jaden Hardy super fan. Wait, do you consider um, Dante Exum a good guard or are you putting him in a different bucket because he's not healthy? Yeah, I did like, you know, Exum's like, uh, so he's Australian, right? So he's like a Tasmanian tiger. He may or may not exist. Um, so that's, I mean, you know, he's, he's going from foot issues to knee bursitis is a little alarming. We yeah. We don't talk like, about that enough. When, when he plays, that would be like, if, if I had any faith that Exum was going to play, I'd be much more on board to trade uh, Josh for PJ. Um, it's just like, if, if we don't have Josh, then all of a sudden we go from the team that already has basically the least amount of secondary creation in the league to even less. And, uh, you know, we keep talking about, well, Luca needs to have help from teammates. And so we're trading for a teammate that's going to give him even less help. Um, it just, it seems like not actually balancing the roster. Now, if we were trading even Hardy, like I think Hardy can get there eventually, but he's like, not this year. Like we're, we're talking about, I think Hardy might even be like a two or three years thing. And I've, always viewed Hardy as more of a Tim Hardaway Jr. type of guard than a Josh Green. You're muted. Kirk, you're muted. Man, I was just muted the whole time. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to, I was like, no, <laughs> man. Sorry, guys. Man, just great podcast. So, let me just start over from the beginning. So I was just rambling and rambling. I was like looking up at my light as I was talking. Um, it, the Josh Green situation is very interesting because he has really come 180 degrees from where we drafted him to where he is now. He signed a great deal in the offseason, really great deal in the offseason, cheaper than what a lot of pundits expected. Uh, San Vicente thought he was going to get closer to $20 million a year, if he would, particularly if he would have gone into restricted. And I think that one of the things you can see right now, I mean, he's played it. It's really wild because he's had a good season, but he it, it's been on a like a like he started out kind of eh, and then he got hurt. Then he came back and played well. And the last four games, you would put in his highlight reel for the season. Like the Mavs are over fifty games now. What is it? Fifty two? Maybe it's something like that. 51 but the this is in his top five the last four games have been in his top five of the year i think um and so ascertaining his value right like in kind of a fair way near the trade deadline feels feels insane because i think if the dallas Mavericks were to move him it would actually cause everyone to freak out because he has played so well and we're all like kind of um prisoners of the moment that said i i do like from a philosophical team building point of view you got to get to give and Tim Hardaway's value. Don't, I have no idea what it is other than the fact that his, his uh, salary is declining. Jaden Hardy doesn't have value. It's fine. Um, Omax first round pick. They're not going to move him to, to not enough money. Uh, Grant Williams is untradeable. I think um, even though I did find the uh, Mark Stein uh, swap with Milwaukee, potentially very interesting just because it felt like, like a distressed asset swap. Um, but I'm not, I have been sort of sitting here for a while 
for the better part of trade season, you know, you can really see this with the way Mavs Moneyball covers stuff. We just haven't talked about it because I'm not, number one, I'm not that good at it. But number two, I just haven't been very interested. And friend of the program, uh, Dalton Trigg, losing his mind because he was like, what? Because like, he, he he loves trade stuff. And it's, it's if they don't do anything, I think I'm going to be, not only am I, I'm not going to be mad. I mean, if anything, I'm going to say, this is a team they built and they want to see what they can do. I don't know. Am I off? No, I don't think you're off. And I, I would point out um, my fear of trading Josh is, I don't know if you remember before the Kyrie trade, where it was just, we only had Spencer and Luca. Those were the only ball handlers on the team. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go through that again. Sure. <laughs> so uh, we've seen we've seen that play. It did not work. <laughs> it was not fun. Um, but if you want to trade Josh for someone else who can handle the ball, or if you have another trade lined up for a ball handler, I'm more inclined to trade Josh. But yeah. just the straight up Josh for PJ swap, to me, I don't think it actually balances the roster like people are saying. I can see that. I I don't. You know, compared to what the talk was around him this summer, I just can't imagine. I just, I have a hard time grasping that it's even a thing because yeah. they, they, he was a restricted free agent, kind of like the last man standing on the signing. I just, the only reason I think they would get rid of him if they're looking to do a full teardown, which I, 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 you know, I've, uh, I'm not reporting anything, but I'm parts of like lots of different group chats and like, it seems like the Clippers are very interested. And, and the Knicks, it sounds like. Yeah, and I'm just like, like, it's gonna be very interesting to see where he goes. What else you think? I don't, I don't think we have the ammo really to get no. PJ. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. I don't think we're gonna make a huge trade, um, just because we don't have the ammo. Mm. But I do think, you know, we keep talking about everything gets better in the off season. You know, we get Tim's it? Uh, expiring. Oh, this off season. I thought. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Generally. No, no, no. <laughs> right, I'm, still, I'm still harmed from Jalen Brunson. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hate to be like, you know, plan powder, but uh, it might be a plan powder kind of year. Like we might have to, because um, if we can make it to the off season, then things get better um, sure. dramatically for the future. But like right now, uh, I just don't see how unbalancing a roster the other direction actually does anything because all we're doing is just trading one weakness for another in that sure. well jordan it's been it's got to be at least a year since you came on here yeah pretty close to it and i'm, I'm grateful you right. took, took part of your night to hang out with us yeah we'll try to keep doing this a little bit more often all right man we'll talk soon have a good one sounds good all right you can follow jordan at hoop social draft on twitter good guy chatted with him for a real long time several years now uh, coming up next is uh, Karam joining us once again. It's been a while. Welcome back. It has. It has. Thank you. Sorry if, I, if I'm if i a little distracted. I'm playing Street Fighter Six right now uh, that's a pretty, at the same time. Look, look um, that, that's a pretty – I wish I was playing video games. not going to lie to you. <laughs> um, two questions. One is, do you think we will be making a trade? No. You don't. Mm -mm. So you think we're going to sit pat? I I don't know if the Mavericks have the assets to acquire anybody. History says I'm wrong because they've done something for the seven, seven straight years. But I think that there's enough argument to be made that when healthy, this team is good. And it's very hard 
to say, all right, well, we just need to go fix a problem that's caused by injury luck. And I hear what the chat's saying. There's a lot of, you know, Dante Exum, not great. Um, there, there's just some challenging things going on with the roster construction right now, but I don't want to, I'm just of the opinion that I don't think they should give up anything long-term. Like if they were to give up the first round pick that they, the only one that they can trade at the moment and, you know, uh, CBA Mavs explains how they can trade more, but it's, it's like, this is the easiest one to do. I think it's the 2027 one. I would just it lose is. my mind. I would lose my mind. I don't if, like, that's what, that's how you make big trades later. And I hear the argument, which is, well, what if there's more players available this summer, but, or what if there's not? And I'm like, I, I just don't want to so, do it. I don't want to do it. So from my understanding is we can trade the 2027, you're right. But if we don't make a trade using the 2027, it turns into three first round picks leading into the summer. Yeah, like because you open stuff up once you get once you get out from the Knicks obligation. Correct. So, but um, I think even if everyone is healthy, I don't think the Mavericks are good enough because they do have glaring holes, and there is inconsistency with Joss Green, and you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. is a dumpster fire. If he's not making his threes, he is useless. And you need that consistency if you're trying to make a long run in the playoffs, including the defense, right? Yeah. So I was looking at the three names that we've been kind of linked to, Kyle Kuzma, P.J. Washington, and I think, who was it, Wiggins? There's Andrew Wiggins too, yeah. And so I just want to do like a little rough draft of, of – Josh Green's stats right now. He's averaging in how many minutes? In 27 minutes, almost nine points, two rebounds, three assists. Oh, I'm sorry. Three rebounds, two assists, and about 48% from three. No, He's sorry, shooting 40%. really well. He just doesn't do enough of the things. Yeah. No. But then if you go to P.J. Washington, he's averaging 14 points. For, uh, for about two minutes more, he's averaging mm-hmm. 14 points, four re- five rebounds, and two assists, and a steal, and almost a block a game. Yeah, he's got he's got really big arms. He's got seven two wingspan, and he's only six seven, so that's a plus plus seven relative to his height. So that's where it's a lot of people are very interested just from the measurables aspect. But I don't know how much he actually would help the Mavericks on defense. Like, but I the, think, yeah, I think. The player that we do, we should get that I think might be the most. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe if you give the first round pick, it's Kyle Kuzma. We need someone who can t- make their own shots, dribble, while Luca or Kyrie are sitting, right? Or one, yeah. if one of them is sitting, someone who's able to t- make their own shots without being assisted. And yeah. Kyle Kuzma, right now, with the Wizards, yeah, is averaging score. almost 22, yeah. point, 22 points, 6.5 rebounds, 4.3 assists, shooting about 52% from two-point range and about 33% from three. He's a rough – like the, the Kuzma argument is he's a rough three-point shooter if you don't – if you're not a Kuzma guy. But everything else he brings is pretty pretty helpful to what the Mavericks need. It's just – And he's a he hit the defender. open three. Yeah. 
I don't know. I I think if you might, and I I don't want to hold you up anymore or anyone okay. else, but but I I I sincerely think if the Mavs are trying to go through you know Luca's timeline and hoping to win a championship with the Luca Kyrie pairing, and with Kyrie always being injured and him playing is not always guaranteed. Sure, you want to be able to have someone who can take over if one of them does you know, need some time away sitting down because sure. it can't just be Luca, right? You can't have Luca playing all these games, all these minutes, all the time. By the time the playoffs come, he's going to be worn down. And I think with our glaring hole, with with our backup center too, I, I think we do need a, we need a, some type of trade. And my last point is, did someone go up to Maxi Kleber and give him some steroids or or human growth hormone or something? So I, I had because... some theories on last night's show. Um, the running but joke baby folks? Where the, the, the hell running, did that come well, the running from? joke for years is that he plays his best when he has a girlfriend. Like, oh, does uh, he have a girlfriend? I don't know, but that's oh. what like investigate investigators around Dallas get at me. Let me know what you know, because but I mean he really is like. He was doing some stuff last night and the night before, like off the dribble shots. Like, what is happening? And, you know, he didn't do great tonight, but I, I, the Mavericks. Maybe him they being, gave him a new toe. Him being useful helps. Like, he doesn't have to be amazing. He just can't no. be a, a non-contributing yeah. zero. That's the real and, challenge. And maybe he got a new toe. Whatever happened to the old one, he might have gotten a new one. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see, he man. Because he hurt his toe for what, and a mystery. Dislocated toe sounds so gross. It does, but like, like that's like, like, did you walk and like clip it on the edge of a bed? I mean, it happened in a game. Like we know that it was the I can't remember which his game it must was. have bent somewhere. Yeah, way. like real. <laughs> okay, well, I'll let you go. Thank you for having me. Again. Oh, of course, come back anytime. Have a good night. All right. Oh yes, one last thing. I'm so sorry. Do you know when is the actual deadline? Is it tomorrow? Thursday or- at like two p.m. our time. Sounds right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds cool. right. Have a good one. Right. Thank you. You too. Okay, I'm going to take a minute, ask everybody that's still in here to consider going and liking the stream. That would be very helpful to Josh and myself. Consider subscribing to Pod Maverick while you're down there. Everybody who is listening on the audio version of the show, I will probably do an ad insertion right now. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, and we will be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, coming up now is my man Brian, who has been waiting patiently. And uh, he's he's our boots on the ground. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're my most loyal uh, listener to this point. So, Brian, what's up tonight? Man, I'm just... Uh... Happy to get a win. First time we've had consecutive wins, I think, since like early, like early, early January. It was the uh, Portland, win. Portland, and then the Wolves. Yeah, 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 the stink ball. So very nice to get two wins going right to the trade deadline. I, if I could, for just a moment, I'd like to take a second to shout out to Jordan and Garan, by the way, but I'd like to take a second to push back on Jordan just a little bit on his argument about a Joshua PJ trade, like not balancing out the roster necessarily. Yeah. I would understand if the angle that he took was that swapping Josh for PJ straight up would leave us a bit weak as far as like perimeter shooting, but just like roster balance. No, I think it, it dead is a pretty balancing move because, you know, you're saying that we have like maybe three good guards outside of what we got Luca Kyrie right now, Josh, Tim, I'm account Exxon. He sure I would he too. needs to get back on the court, but when he's on the court, he's very clearly useful. Like even yeah. when he was limited the first time he came back uh, a few days ago or whatever, he's he was still helping the team. At least in the first game. The second game, not so much, but he didn't play that much. Uh whereas if we start trying to count forward, there is Maxi? Mm-hmm. Real bad. Bleak. Like, I mean, I like look, man, at some point, one plus one has got to be two. Like, I, I feel you. I love Josh. I actually, I would like to keep Josh around. If there were a way to swing PJ without moving him, then, of course, I'd love to do that. But you got to face facts, bro. You got to give to get. And we have to who can slot in and be, again, the backup two, because we're talking about him playing the backup two. He's not a three. Kyrie is our two as long as he's here. So we're talking about a backup role at the end of the day that we're doing all this sweating and humming and hawing over. Whereas we need help at three and four, like as far as I started right now. Yeah. Where I think PJ helped us specifically defensively because like getting into the offensive stuff, that's like, I think that he's a good corner shooter. He's been a good shooter over the course of his career. He's having a down year now. I'm not sweating that. He can put the ball on the floor. He can help us out there a little bit and not look like a complete clutch doing it the way that Grant does. But defensively, like you mentioned his wingspan before, he's 6'7", 6'8", 7'2 wingspan. Imagine that sliding over as the help defender to just jump up and throw his arm straight up in the air and try and deter a shot, as opposed to Grant, who is 6'5", with a barely plus wingspan and getting three inches off the ground. Like, I'm sorry, that does not... And also, I don't think the deal will be Josh or PJ straight up. I think Grant will be going in that deal. And we'd be looking to get some other contract. Maybe we take bad money and just, like, don't send a pick. Maybe we try and get Nick Richards and we send a second or two along that's with what That's what Madison Moneyball chat was saying. Where, is Nick Richards the Arkansas guy or am I misremembering that? I believe so, yeah. The guy who was, like, 
He's just a straight up gunner. Like we need another one of those. Um, oh no, 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 no. You, you're thinking of the guard. I'm not talking about the center, Nick Richards, the backup oh. center. Nick Richards sounds like. I think you're thinking oh. of Nick. Is that Nick Williams? Oh, Nick Richards sounds like a, a, a an Arnold Schwarzenegger character from a 1980s movie. Like I just, <laughs> I just, I this yeah. is not really. It's not a real person. You're not going to convince me. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he's an NPC. Like as as, as, <laughs> that's as, a great descriptor. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a he's a he's a 2K NPC or like a, mm-hmm. a 2K created player. But even that is better coming off the bench behind Lively than praying Dwight can hold it down for you for 18 minutes, which thankfully for most of the season he has been able to. God, I, I right. give him his credit for that. And praying that Holmes just doesn't light the defense on fire because like offensively he. He'll probably give you something on the boards. He might give you something defensively. You'd never know with Nick Richards. I feel like we could, between he and Dwight stabilizing that backup role, I feel like we could find some more stable ground when Lively is off the court. Whereas we have no way of knowing where we get night tonight as we are right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not married to anything. Like I normally get pretty emotional about this stuff and I'm just kind of like, okay, fine. Like I can't even be, you know, it's, I'm happy Josh is playing well. Be happy if they kept him because, man. Like his corner three shooting right now makes Dude. me feel good. Yeah, it's like, like again, like I won't even be that mad yeah. if they don't do the deal. I will be sort of disappointed if we don't upgrade like the four position, like that big wing position at all. But if it's like, hey, we want to keep Josh, I'll do it begrudgingly, but I'll get it because what Josh has shown in the last month is like, okay, this is something that we can build on now we're going to get to the summer and we're going to look at wherever the season ends and we're going to ask questions. Okay. What are we building towards with this? Did we just keep him to use him with these picks that we have in the summer? Because again, as long as Kyrie is here, he's the two, we know who the one is. So Josh and and Josh is not a wing. So it's going to be difficult for him to carve out a role and really grow into what we need him to be playing these bench minutes. Oh, we'll see. Hey, man, thank you for once again hopping on the show. I really appreciate it. Of course, dude. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right. You know, um, just so everybody knows, if there is a trade, I will do a, another live show um, tomorrow night or something. I, I will go live. My work is not super busy this week. I say that. I should knock on wood. Um, we'll see what's going on. All right. Coming up next is Mike. Then we're going to go Micah, and then we're going to go Leo. Mike, welcome to the show. What's up, man? What's up, buddy? Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound good. What's going on? Okay, awesome. I just wanted to come up and say that it's good to get a win. I basically don't count any losses that don't that uh don't have Kyrie or Luca at this point because it's like they're it's all we have. Sure. <laughs> it's all we have. So good win. Also wanted to say I also agree with you. We should not trade our first round pick. I would rather trade uh, THJ. And seconds, we'll get what we can with that. It's going to be his best season. I don't know what else he's going to do these next seasons, but he's been like the most infuriating Maverick for me for like the past two seasons, and he's been pretty good this season. So I think we should capitalize on that, get him get him out of here. I don't really care about those seconds. Give as many seconds as possible, try to get someone else in here, and then try to go after um, the dude from the Hornets. Uh, the buyout guy. I'm pretty sure they played Kyrie and him played in Boston when he got hurt. Uh, if that dude gets bought out, I would bring him in. But that's really I don't really want to. 
I just want to see what this team can do in the playoffs. I'm not really expecting much. I just I, I keep looking at the standings, man, and I have dark thoughts. <laughs> right, have you seen the Clippers? Have you seen what I don't freaking, want to play the what what fucking Kawhi Leonard is doing to people? Yeah, and then uh, I'm pretty sure they can get in Luca's head pretty easily. <laughs> so. I mean, it's like like it's like Luca owns the Clippers. No, he doesn't. No. Like he's had an incredible game series against them. But that's not the same thing. I gotta find this stat line because there's like a 30 game. Um, there's like a 30 game thing where Kawhi's just absolutely losing his mind. Like he's been shooting 50 percent from three at a certain point. I can't find the stat. I don't want to take everybody's time, but it's just I look at this and I'm just terrified. I'm terrified. I don't want to play it. Like every any other team, you lose, fine. Like I play the Thunder. You know, we could beat the Thunder, maybe. It'd be fun, be hard, but it's just different. I don't want to play the Nuggets. I want to give the. You know, I, I also don't want to be in the play-in. But I, I said, as I said earlier in the show, I don't really see that. That seems hard. It just seems hard. Yeah, the two best players have experience mm-hmm. guarding Luca for seven, 14 games in the playoffs. So it's like. And they're just super good. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I don't. I don't want to deal with that. I mean, there there is the dice roll of Harden in the playoffs and Kawhi, his quad. What happens there? Yep. So it's not like it's a complete automatic. I'm not convinced. Move, but I shouldn't say this a lot. I don't. I'm not convinced Kawhi was ever hurt. <laughs> like he's what? played so many games. I know he tore his ACL, but everybody's like he has a degenerative thigh thigh decision. Or did the NBA threaten to threaten his money and now he's playing ball? I just, that I'm not crazy. convinced. He's playing that's so many true. games. He's been so awesome. I hate him. I hate him. That's so true, good. man. We should have tra- We should have tried to trade for him. It was looking pretty bad this uh, this off season. We got hurt. Yeah. But I don't know. We didn't have anything to trade. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, man. You got anything else? No, that's all I wanted to say. You're the man. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. All right. Coming up next is Micah and then Leo. Micah, what's going on, man? Oh, no. I put Leo up first. My bad. Leo, what's going on? Hi. Can you hear me? A little bit. Speak a little louder. Come closer. All right. How's that? Much better. What's going on? Uh, Just my point of view with how uh the trade talk's been going. Didn't Sean... Wasn't there a report that both Sean and Wojcic said, like, this is the slowest trade deadline talks that they'd seen in a minute? I've not looked because the, I, I've been so irritated with the way they've had to frame the Joel Embiid injury talk that I've kind of gotten not, you know, I just, I, I don't even pay attention anymore. I wait for my staff to tell me what's happening because otherwise if I get caught up in the moment, I get really mad and I can't do that right now. Well, I just wanted to get your opinion because I, I, the talk right now, well, the most interesting talks for me personally have been getting Andrew Wiggins for draft compensation, not for the idea of Andrew Wiggins, but for the idea of draft compensation. Because at this point, with a team that has no picks, one or two players, if you want to call Hardy that, it just seems like the more prudent plate is to get more chips and assets in than trying to get rid of our one asset for another tweener player. Which, again, it's a bigger tweener player, but it's still a tweener player. A seven, uh, what is a 7-7 seven, seven guy who can't guard players like Julius Renton who already give us problems sure. and Kawhi. And I get it. It's Josh, but how many guards are actually playing on this team at an active time? It's Luca, Tim, and Josh because Kyrie's always hurt, and then Exum's hurt right now. And Hardy has, like, the fastest hook for good reason, but those are your three playable guards. And I get building around Kai, but if he's not playing, what are you building around? Sure. But yeah. no, I just wanted to know if you, there are any talks that you've had with uh, your insider friends about anyone. Yeah, a little. I mean, 
they've been poking around about all sorts of stuff, but nothing seems to have been particularly hot. Um, which, depending on your opinion, is you know it kind of is what it is. It things can happen very quickly at trade deadline time because there's nothing like having to make a decision. So that that's just sort of where I stand right now. I. I'm good with whatever they end up being because I don't know how much anything moves the needle or not. I just, that that's, it's, it's tough. All right. Thank you, Mr. Kirk. And uh, right. I just hope we can finally get another uh, center on this team. Thank One you. day we'd have to, you know, what about JaVale? We remember JaVale. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, Leo. All right. Micah, what's up, man? What's going on, Kirk? Can you hear me? I can. You sound good. Oh, okay. I was just, Making sure I'm having to use the mic on my phone. Joy of having dogs. They always chew your headphones up. Sure. You actually sound a little better. I don't know why. Like sometimes with the other stuff sounded like you're kind of talking through water sometimes. That's all right. Yeah, sometimes. What did you think about that Oop Tomahawk dunk from Kyrie? Didn't know he had that in him anymore. I mean, folks folks that don't know how big he is, I know there's the listing on the report. Six two, six one, hundred seventy. Yeah, he's he's he, he's six two. It's just yeah. like, like a, you you kind of it, it's it's funny. Like I even had the argument with somebody. Like sometimes, like heights are you you understand height. Like Grant, for example, I don't give a crap that he's listed six six. That dude is six four, bro. Right, <laughs> right. That dude is all of six four. All you gotta do is look at him standing next to Satu Sabali, and they're yeah, same height. Wings, wings six. player, by the way. And yeah, yeah, that's a god. I should. I need to use that point more often. Because yeah, they stand right next to each other. Stand right next to each other. That dude's six four. Mm-hmm. Nobody um, less people have argued about the Grant thing though. But after um, it was Nick Angstad posted a photo of like him and Tim Hardaway, and he was like, "Wait, what? I thought this guy was six six. And I was like, "Nope, <laughs> no, oh, that dude's six four. Like that's just like people talking about oh, um, not one PJ Washington because he's six seven or whatever. I'm like. Bro, that's three inches better than what we got. <laughs> so, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they end up deciding to do. Um, I'm just, I'll just live with it. And honestly, maybe the plan doesn't sound like that great of an idea. But I feel a hell of a lot more comfortable with Minnesota or Oklahoma City than I do against those other two teams behind them. Like, oh, yeah, the set that you're trying to think of about uh, Kawhi Leonard in the last 30 games, he is shoot, he is averaging 26 and a half points a game. This is what I was looking on, yeah, tw- uh, 26 and a half points a game on 52, 55, 92 splits. Hear that again, guys 52. 55, 90. That's a lot. Yeah. That's why he, so like Luca is not in a lot of people's MVPs conversation, largely because he's not in the top six. But then you look at some, like, then you look at like Kawhi's numbers and it's like, oh, okay. Okay. I get it. 
I get it. Well, what is like? If I'm just being honest, like they basically had the same record and had to figure out how to completely change their offense in the middle of the season, like since like and beats basically ineligible. I'm sorry to me, Kawhi's got a better case than Shea does. That's just my opinion. Hmm. Strong take. I like it. I mean, like I just I don't know. I because he's a way better defender even now. He just is. So I appreciate it. But um yeah, I I don't know what they do as far as the trade. I just um I'm not interested in bench players. Like sure. that's just where I'm at. Like like I'm not moved by Bobby Portis. That dude's a bench player. Like it's just I don't I don't think they can start getting it any further than where they're at until they change the fact that they only have three starting caliber players. Sure. That's that's where they're at. But we'll see what they do, I guess. It's a good take. Wiggins, Wiggins does kind of scare me because what if you find out that you're paying for you're paying thirty million dollars for Dorian? I mean, like he's just such a he's such a difficult player to ascertain because it just seems like basketball is not the thing he's that interested in. He's just really, really good at it. So, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, it's their situation is so weird in Golden State. I got I have a lot of mutuals on Twitter, and yeah, um, they're going out the same way that LeBron's going out for the same reason that they that Steve Kerr and that big three treats everybody that helps them win like relevant outsiders. And that's, that's why Pascal didn't want to go over there. Yeah. He said when it is brought up and like, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to resign there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he, I don't think anybody wants to uh, deal with Draymond. I don't think anybody wants to deal with clay thinking he's still clay. Yeah. Even even though his last interview was sad, like that was, that was. He that, knows, he knows tough. He's done. Yeah, anytime you see a player or an athlete just reckon, recognizing their sports mortality, it's it's tough. Yeah, it is. Oh, the, brother, got anything that's else all got, we Kirk. out? Yeah, um, no, that's all I got, Kirk. Thanks so much. Hope to talk soon. All right, we'll do. Okay, so Josh and I'll be back on Thursday. And if there's something that happens tomorrow, I'll record tomorrow and we'll do another live show. Be looking for the posting because I like doing these. Thanks so much for hanging out. This has been Kirk Henderson. This has been Pod Maverick Presents Mavs Party. Thanks so much and have a great rest of the week, guys. Bye.